Hello friends, you are listening to the Better Nutrition Podcast and I'm your host, Nanielle Scott. I am redefining what health and wellness looks like by tapping into my network of nutrition experts. I'm bringing the nutritional science community straight to you. Whether that's registered dietitians, nutritional scientists, or food scientists, we want to help you to make more informed nutrition choices that you can tailor to your lifestyle because better nutrition is better health. So join me and this week's expert as you fuel your health journey with the Better Nutrition Podcast. Let's get right into the episode. Friends, I'm so glad that you made it over to part two of Intuitive Eating with Anna, a registered dietitian. In this episode, we really start to break down some of those myths about healthy eating and wellness and nutrition that make it seem so strange and difficult to do and very elaborate and just make you paranoid to eat and enjoy food. Listen to this episode to help you to feel more confident and encouraged on your intuitive eating journey. If you haven't listened to part one, go ahead and give it a listen. A lot on the internet, especially from, I guess, wellness influencers or nutritionists. Yeah. Self-proclaimed nutritionists. (laughs) Um, There is a difference. I would would say so. A quite big one. Um, but it's really promoting diets that are very restrictive and very specific, like you mentioned, the carnivore diet or like a keto diet. Um, and I think that kind of ties into people getting paranoid about eating. So now like everything is toxic and inflammatory and like you should not eat seed oils and sugar is bad and carbs is bad and GMO and ingredients that we can pronounce. So I think for me, at least, that takes the joy out of eating. At the end of the day, I'm eating because I like it and it tastes good. That's my reason for eating. On the back end, I'm very aware of like, oh, this is helping my body to do all the good stuff that I love that my body does to keep me alive. But how do you not see this kind of content and start getting paranoid that I shouldn't have seed oils because... It's inflammatory. And I think those are such broad words to use that sometimes mean nothing in the context that they are being used in except to drive fear into people for no reason. Absolutely. Well, to quote our uh, favorite middle school uh, series, Bill Nye the Science Guy. Oh, love it. Science rules. And science rules is really the mantra I follow when it comes to these kinds of topics, particularly some of the controversial ones you mentioned that are really, I'll say, trendy right now. So talking about seed oils, GMOs, organic, you know, is it healthier? Is it causing the quote unquote obesity epidemic? Um, you know, are these toxic, etc. So I think most importantly is to inform yourself with qualified individuals to follow. So, for example, dietitians and food scientists. I will say that I have differing opinions from some of these professionals on social media, but also a lot of these topics are very personal. So how I feel about GMOs might be different than how someone else feels about GMOs. And as long as 
we can both support our arguments with science or, you know, some kind of principle that we hold very, very dearly. Fine. Same thing with organic. Um, how you and I feel about organic produce, for example, may be different, maybe not. I don't know what your stance is, and that's fine. Um, but again, as long as we can support our opinions with science. I was going to say, I noticed yesterday when I was just in here editing and just like thinking about even going through these questions, I realized that even though I studied nutritional science in school, someone else also studied nutritional science in school. But I noticed that what this other person says is quite different from what I would say to someone. And I realized that maybe we were listening out for different things maybe because when I was sitting in my classes I was trying to hear solutions for how to help people in communities that I'm from Mm -hmm. and what's practical and applicable to them and maybe they were listening to hear different solutions so that's maybe where our stance on having organic foods or non-gmo or seed oils might differ because to me, maybe organic foods might be a little bit more expensive for fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. And maybe people in my community, just having fruits and vegetables in the first place is what's important. Precisely. And maybe using less seed oil is what's good and not saying no seed oil completely because one, it is affordable and it's an integral part of cooking. So... Those are things that I was looking out for, but maybe someone else was looking to hear something different. And there can be evidence to back that up as well. There certainly can. And I think that's important to mention that there is going to be, with nutrition, there's always going to be evidence on, again, both sides of the aisle. So you're like, well, how do I figure out then who's a qualified person to follow? So these people know how to interpret research and relay that information to you truthfully, or hopefully truthfully, I will say. But you're always, you can know that they're actually legit because they will cite their studies. Um, if they are making claims all willy-nilly and they've got nothing to back it up, that should be a red flag. They're making all these grandiose claims and especially they keep using words like toxins, this, this is inflammatory, hormone hacking, or you mentioned earlier, don't eat something you can't pronounce, um... If, if they say these things, especially consistently, run. Because the hills. run to the hills. There is a very high likelihood that they will tell you all these things are bad for you. And then they will try to sell you a program of theirs to tell you how to eliminate those foods from your diet. Or a book that they wrote that tells you the best way to eat that, you know, the way they eat. Or a supplement that, spoiler alert, is also probably full of ingredients you can't pronounce. And there's nothing wrong with eating ingredients you can't pronounce. There are plenty of minerals and vitamins and compounds that we can't pronounce that are good for us. But that just shows the hypocrisy. So someone that I really enjoy following is Food Science Babe. She posts great educational content about about food science. So she's got um, studies that back up stances on seed oils, GMOs, organic, again, all those kind of hot topics that we mentioned. And then I also wrote The only time I'll use the word detox is to detox your social feed. Get rid of fitfluencers or, like you mentioned, uh, self-proclaimed nutritionists who post videos like what I eat in a day, how I lost X amount of pounds, or they'll post screenshots of 
tweets, especially if they're not, uh, again, they're not qualified to give out nutrition advice, like someone who, and anyone who posts, for example, screenshots of their Twitter that say, how to hack your health in five easy steps. And it's like, do a cold plunge. Um, stop eating legumes. Eat more liver. And you're like, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. I think there are easier things to do for your health than that. Because like you mentioned, for a lot of communities, eating enough fruits and vegetables is priority number one. And that might be the max capacity of their, um, you know, their wellness budget. Yeah. So it's important to place your priorities where they matter. Um, with that said, the reason why I actually started this podcast is because I found, again, there's a lot of misinformation on the internet. But people want to be healthy and people want to live good, wholesome lives. And I think that we have noticed that nutrition is a really good way to do that. And there's the, this is air quotes, <laughs> this isn't a video, but the hack your health thing um, that I think people want to do with nutrition. So is there a safe way to do that? I agree. There are definitely ways to promote your health safely. I stay away from the word hack just because it implies a quick fix and typically, like I mentioned, something kind of over the top yeah. rather than a long-term and sustainable solution. Frankly, wellness is not sexy. People want it to be this really grandiose, again, to use the same examples, I, you know, I sauna for 30 minutes every day and then I do a cold plunge and then I drink my green smoothie and then I lift weights, and then I go to Soul Cycle, and then I go to work, and I use a you know a standing desk all day long, and X Y you know name the things. It becomes this really inaccessible form of well being that you know it's realistic. It's not realistic, and if you tried to strive for that, you would just give up, and you'd kind of go screw it. If I can't do one piece of it, why do any of it? So instead, it's important to just do these smaller steps. So again, eating more uh, fruits, vegetables, whole grains, lean proteins, foods that nourish us and don't require us to take endless amounts of supplements. Yeah. And then moving your body in a way that feels good to you. So whether that's walking, for some people that's gardening, for some people that is doing CrossFit, whatever you enjoy, and then back to those other tools in the toolbox of good social relationships, getting a good amount of sleep. And then importantly, I wanted to mention working with a relevant healthcare provider. So making sure you go to the doctor every year for your checkup. So a primary care provider is a great place to start improving your health if seeing a specialist isn't a possibility or you don't have any particular specific health needs. You're like, hey, I just want to um, get a bit healthier. Do you have any recommendations maybe based on my blood work? And they might send you to a specialist. So that's why I said a relevant healthcare provider. Don't go on the internet for hormone health if you have PCOS. Talk to an endocrinologist. If you have IBS, people are selling all kinds of supplements and hacks to handle that quote-unquote naturally. Maybe you just need to go see a gastroenterologist, again, if this is accessible to you. If you're having muscle or joint pain, go see a chiropractor or a physical therapist who can actually give you some tools to take home. And when it comes to nutrition, whether that's pregnancy nutrition, nutrition for athletes, nutrition for specific dietary needs like um, heart health or diabetes care, that's when you work with a dietitian. So I think it's important that everyone, 
yes, it's important that we cross communicate, but also stay within your scope of practice. So I know a thing or two about exercise. I, I like to lift weights and all of that. But if someone asked me, hey, I would love to be your personal training client, I'd say, whoa, no, like, thanks, but that is outside my scope of practice. I'm happy to talk about nutrition with you, but let me refer you to, you know, this colleague of mine who is a personal trainer and they're, they are much more uh, qualified to give you advice than I am on that particular subject. And I think we've kind of lost some of that c collaboration because everyone wants to be an expert in every topic. I, I think so as well, which is, I don't think it's coming from a good place, unfortunately, because if it was coming from a good place, then you would want that person to get the best and most accurate information possible. Absolutely. So that is definitely something to look out for when you yourself, you're trying to help yourself and do this for your body, go to the best source. Absolutely. And then one last note on health hacking, because um, I figure a big topic here is on supplements. Should you take them? What kinds? How much? There's so much all over the internet. Again, some being touted by credible experts, some being, you know, some less credible folks who are being paid by a company to promote their supplements. How do you know whether a supplement is worth your while or not? So just a few little step process here. Step one, make sure this supplement is safe and it doesn't interfere with any of your current medications or health conditions. For example, there was a weight loss drug on the market back in the 90s called Fenfen, and it was taken off the market because it was an amphetamine. It was a legal amphetamine. However, it worked as an appetite suppressant, and they found there were so many negative impacts from this stimulant, they had to pull it from the market because people were having very serious health outcomes. And I do believe some people ended up dying from using that weight loss drug. So... That's just one supplement I'll call. That was actually a medication. But if there's any kind of supplement you're buying, make sure it's safe. It doesn't interfere with anything you're currently taking. So you might need to ask a doctor to find out if that interacts with um, any kind of health conditions or medications you're taking. Or you can use a database. Um, Nat Med Pro is one that I've heard of that seems to be um, fairly legitimate. So if, if your doctor doesn't know if you're taking something really herbal or botanical that they haven't heard of before this database um, may have an answer for you. So that's step one, make sure it's safe. Step two, if it's safe, check that box, look for clinical significance and relevance. Does it have studies to back up its efficacy? The supplement industry is not very regulated, so it's important that if you're taking a supplement, you're getting your money's worth. You don't wanna just be taking a sugar pill, some kind of placebo. So make sure it's third-party tested and is actually promoting your health. And then next, make sure it's affordable and it's not going to crowd out other aspects of a healthier, well lifestyle. So uh, rather than if you're if you're deciding between you know your tight on income, would I rather buy this bottle of pills or greens powder, or I can afford a gym membership, or I can buy groceries that are more nutrient dense? Definitely go with those less sexy options. Yeah, get the gym membership, get the groceries, and then. At another time, if you really want to try that supplement and you can afford it, then go for it. Again, assuming it checks those two earlier boxes. I do want to ask you at least two questions that was asked of me to ask you. Um, one is, we actually kind of brought it up, but what can I do to lose weight? This is, I mean, I don't work in intentional weight loss. Mm -hmm. um, so 
I'll be transparent and say, I don't really look into this area of dietetics. It's not something that interests me. So I'm not up to date with the current research on, you know, what's effective. You will hear all kinds of crazy things. Cut out X food group, um, take this supplement, do this form of exercise. And then you'll hear on the other side, people who just say, well, it's calories in, calories out. It's all about energy balance. So that's not really an answer just because I don't feel totally comfortable answering this question. But if that person wants to work with someone to help them lose weight, I'd recommend working with a dietitian who specializes in intentional weight loss. Okay. The other question is what is a good diet for regulating high cholesterol or reducing high cholesterol? Good question, because a common misconception with high cholesterol is that is that cholesterol comes from the food we eat. So eggs have been under fire and then they've been okay for a very long time on and off the market because eggs are high in cholesterol. And same thing with beef. However, more recent research has shown that dietary cholesterol does not necessarily translate to our serum or our blood levels of cholesterol. So we have our our LDL and our HDL cholesterol. Preferably, you want to increase your HDL, your high-density lipoproteins, and decrease your LDL, your quote-unquote bad cholesterol, which is your low-density lipoproteins. And to do that, we want to focus on eating more unsaturated types of fat rather than saturated. And you'll also want to focus on fiber. Fiber is huge because the way it works is it scavenges that LDL cholesterol in the body and it excretes it in your excrement. So um, a lot of fiber is great. It also promotes fermentation in your gut microbiome, particularly soluble fiber or prebiotic fiber. And that is going to cause your gut bacteria to digest that fiber and produce short chain fatty acids, which metabolically can actually also help reduce your cholesterol. Well, I think you we actually covered a lot of the questions um, and what we just talked about indirectly (laughs) as well. I think the point was definitely put out there. Hopefully received. Hopefully received. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I loved everything that you said, and I really hope that it can be a benefit to the listeners of the Better Nutrition Podcast. Likewise. And if you have any questions, if you're listening to this and you want to get in touch, you can follow me on social media. I'm at Good Vibes Better Food. Don't ask. I made that name up like 10 years ago when Good Vibes was very trendy and I just haven't changed it. <laughs> you should. You should keep it. Vibes always. And if you want to send me an email, my email is Anna at GoodVibesBetterFood.com. Nice. Thank you again. Thanks I'm for having home. me. Actually, you said some really good stuff and mentioned some really great um, resources that I'm going to link your at and also those resources in the description so people can look back at it what they want to. Phenomenal. Friends, I really hope that you enjoyed this episode just as much as I did. And really that at the end of it, you feel more emboldened and encouraged and confident on embarking on your you journey and using this as a tool to be as informed as possible, to use these things to show up for yourself in the best way that you can for your lifestyle with the information that you have. All my social media handles are dedicated to putting out accurate nutrition information that is up to date. 
So you can follow me at Naniel Scott on Instagram and TikTok and we can stay connected. I will catch you guys on the next episode of the Better Nutrition Podcast.